we kind of surprised ourselves last week where that first, that hot tub episode was 26 minutes. We did it one, one after. Remember the first one was 26 and we, we, we guessed before we looked at the timer. I think we both thought it was over 30. Yeah, we thought it was like 35-ish. Okay, yeah. I mean, I like that we stayed under 30. Do you want to kind of make that um, our social contract for today? Not just because you feel under the weather, partially because of that, but also, I don't know, does that sound like a good number for us? Yes. Just in terms of something that could, you know, quote-unquote, scale week after week? Yeah, I, I think so. And especially knowing our prompt for this week, feel like we can cover that well in in less than 30. Okay, so I will, I'll set a timer on my phone. It'll be kind of obnoxious uh, that it'll go off like as you were mid-thought or on mid-thought, but just to kind of keep us honest, I'll put a timer for... Uh, oh, we have the we have the clock right above our, like at the top of the page here. We do, we do. I'm just not confident. I mean, if you're willing to look at it, I'm not confident myself to... To, to keep myself honest with that clock because yeah. I'll, I'll keep us honest I'll keep an eye on it all right sweet um so uh I guess we just kind of roll into this uh, I'm probably gonna mention a couple things with setup today with video but um as we mentioned over text before not uh getting too much into like the software stuff saving that for when we actually feel you didn't say semi-confident but more when we know what works yeah yeah i think that makes a lot of sense i i kind of like this is why i already like the i already like us doing this together because as much as i think i mentioned this in the hots of the other day as much as we're similar we're also very different which um i was thinking about the kelsey brothers over the weekend uh because the uh there was a game, one o'clock game, Eagles. So Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers' mom goes to a lot of the games. She was literally in Philadelphia at one o'clock and then went up the turnpike to the Giants stadium to watch the Jets were playing the Chiefs where the other brother was playing. So it just got me thinking of like Kelsey brothers. They're so, yes, they share the name, but they're also very different. And I think that's why their show works. Like the yeah. only thing that really, they, the only thing that they share really is their family. They play football in the NFL. Right. Almost yeah. everything else is different. So yeah, yeah. Along the lines of, uh, um, like not talk, like not uh, thinking too hard into the the equipment and the tools. I just want to point out that like, I in the past have tried to like mess with lighting for video and like make lighting look really good. And today, literally, I turned on the two lights by the window that I usually work at in my office. And like the lighting is stellar right now. Like this is just like you just gotta like do it, you know. Turn it on, see what you've got, and roll with it. Because sometimes it's great, and other times you can mess with it for hours and hours and hours, and only get it mediocre. Yeah, I you know what? I uh, I like mostly agree with that. Part of what I think helps a bit is uh, so I um, I've been trying to figure out how to get. Because you mentioned the hot tub the other day, I'm a a portable content maestro, so, something of that nature, and it got me thinking that that's part of something I feel like I haven't totally cracked yet. Because if someone came to me and said, you know, could you sell me a kit 
you know, or kit.co. A lot of YouTubers have kit.co .co accounts. I, I don't know if I could really do that. It's always been like case by case figuring out. But one thing is that uh, I found an old lamp from my grandma that has like a mosaic glass filter uh, uh, lampshade on it. And it's almost like of all the lamps I've used, it's almost like a built-in filter. So if I turn that on, kind of has like yeah. the other lamps I've used. And even if it's a little overexposed, I've noticed that when I've done test recordings, it, um, since we're only, I mean, I know I'm only recording a 720 because I have an older Mac. It doesn't go to 1080 with a newer Macs go. Um, the, the lighting on a lower resolution, it's almost a good test to see if you're, what's working is, is good. Because it fills in the it fills in the hollow, I don't know the words for it, but it fills in the graininess if you do it semi good. That's what I yeah. found. Yeah, yeah. It's like when like vloggers talk about creating a vlog, and they're like, you can spend like all the money in the world and the best best equipment, but if you don't have a good story, people aren't going to watch your vlog. And yeah. it's like some of the best vloggers in the world, like. Casey Neistat, for example, like he regularly records on like a eight year old, 10 year old, like point and shoot camera. And he does that because he has it in his pocket. It's durable. Like he knows it super well. There's some advantages of it over like a big new camera and his vlogs get a gazillion views just because he aces that kind of story. Like that's one thing Like I, I love gear. Like I love tech, like I love the newest computer and all that. But it, like, I it's I've become more and more aware recently of how like if you don't have like a great thing to use it on to like to like a story to tell or like something to build, then it just like it's just like a a shiny a shiny object, you know. Which is like sad for me because I love it so much. Like I want it to just like be a wonderful thing in itself, which it kind of is. But it also needs that like that usage to really be uh as magical as it can be yeah you actually made me think of a few things there by the way let's see how succinctly i can keep it but i think there's a little irony and uh and this is so far we haven't this is we, we haven't even recorded two episodes yet this is our second one um well might be our third because other we might have two in one go last time but to be determined right but um i think it's kind of ironic that you being a software engineer, how I feel like in our relationship, you actually, it's probably because when you went to Dartmouth during Middlebury to go to do the dual degree, it was hardware engineering, right? As opposed to software. Wasn't your degree kind of yeah, like in that? There was some of both. Okay. Because I never heard of that before because most of my friends who've done any coding job they are software you know software engineer th through and through but when you said about the gear i think of you love the gear i love the the software for video this relationship could be a nightmare because we could augment each other's perfectionism but if we're both aware of that we can not almost we can almost laugh about it and say all right well uh randy's going into software uh fantasy uh software fantasy world craig's going into gear fantasy world um and then we can kind of one laugh about it and two 
maybe not use it to get us off track. Because I know I can get off track, and I have when I've done a solo show. Because there's no watchdog. You're kind of my watchdog. And then sometimes I'm kind of your watchdog. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, uh, I could totally foresee a situation where, like, you know, we could just, like, buy this, like, uh, $800 light, and it would just, like, be a perfect setup every time. And you could you could pull me back to the goals, to the metrics, you know? Uh, like, I've said many times before, it's, like, so helpful to have kind of that, like, very direct, measurable thing that you're trying to work towards. And, like, if a certain tool or a certain light or piece of gear helps you achieve that then uh, and it's worth the investment then that's good but um otherwise then it's it's a decision for a later time so like having that like very clearly defined measurable metric just like keeps me in the on in the right track pretty well you know it's funny you mentioned about the the metric i i did get partway through the episode podcast episode you sent me so for those who don't know, uh, uh, Craig sent me an episode based on our conversation uh, from uh, Andrew Huberman. We go back and forth on Huberman or Huberman. It's almost like in Spanish, the H is silent. Hacer, Hacer, but uh, side note, um, I got part way through that. I like the way he explains stuff. I'm also, uh, the thing I am struggling with a little bit is I think for me to listen to a 90 minute in one sitting I don't think Adrian Huberman, uh, it's funny because it, it, if, if he ever were to listen to it at some point, it's like I'm talking smack. I think it's just I've listened to people that have more of that pizzazz uh, that's a little bit easier for me. Like Guy Raz has, has more of that pizzazz, if that makes sense. And his voice is also kind of nerdy and, and just unique enough where it's like, I've not heard that voice today. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think about his podcast like from the perspective of like a scientific paper it's like guy raz i i like i'm coming coming at it from the lens of like entertainment but i want to learn something uberman i come from the lens of like i'm gonna read a scientific paper and like learn some real science here and then like they're meeting in the middle kind of but they're on the opposite side opposite ends of that spectrum you know it's like uberman's very scientific like he covers his bases like you can tell when he's like oh somebody's gonna misinterpret this and like quote me on this or whatever and like that's not the correct science so i'm gonna like reiterate it and like say it in this way this time and so it's like you like i definitely have to focus when i'm listening to his stuff have you found a a a helpful i guess we maybe maybe we are going on a tangent already i was gonna ask a question right now i can still ask it but i can also go back to I was trying to think about the prompt for today because we texted about it before. And I was the one thing I thought would start us as the prompt as a start. I look at the timer. We're almost 12 minutes in. <laughs> probably nine minutes of the actual show because we were chit-chatting in the beginning. But the, the question I have here is two words. Why weekly? And I thought that might lead us into why the get like when and how we bring guests on and, and why we're doing it that way. But I thought, what's the most succinct thing that would start us is why are we doing this? Why are we releasing this as a weekly show? Knowing that I almost feel like why weekly is actually maybe a little misleading because we could produce a bunch of episodes back to back and always release weekly. So why, why weekly? Why, how did we come to that? I can add some thoughts on that too, but 
you want to start from there or do you want to, is there a, uh, another question you're more interested in? No, that sounds great. Yeah. I think, uh, so in our first episode, we talked about why we want to create this show slash podcast. I, for me, I want to, uh, learn to speak more succinctly, uh, process complex thoughts and turn it into words uh, more efficiently and in a way that uh, like gets through to a lot of different kinds of, of listeners. And I want to get better at storytelling. And for you, uh, you want a creative outlet um, and to kind of use some of that divergent, super creative uh, thinking that that is uh, one of the blessings of your brain. And I think I, I'm sure there's some Huberman uh, podcast about this, but there is definitely a lot of benefit to uh, creating a routine around learning um, and, and reinforcing that. It's like these things, like for you, um, having a creative outlet, like that's not a one-time thing. That's like an ongoing thing, you know? And so uh, you'll benefit the most from kind of keeping this going and having that that energy having a an outlet for that energy every week and for me on kind of a more learning side i like repetition will just help so much with that you know um like i'll learn a little bit from each episode like from the first episode i learned learned a bit you know but from 100 episodes i'm going to learn way more than that it's probably more than um just a hundred times that, you know, it's a uh, bet more than the sum of its parts. So, uh, weekly is, uh, first off, it hits that, that aspect of repetition and regularity. I, I think we're not doing more episodes than weekly right now, just because we're both busy, uh, doing, uh, like our jobs and, and our lives, you know? And, uh, so, Weekly feels like a good balance of like regular, but, um, but doable. Yeah, I think it's good, good points there too. Some of the, some of the thoughts that came to mind for me is we didn't discuss this so much last week, but weekly allows you, I have heard podcast producers talk about this. It allows you to get into the listener's routine. So you were talking about routines and I think about it as, how do we get into the listener's routine? Because in my experience, when people have wanted to do a podcast, so as you know, Craig, I've worked with people on video content. Naturally, that turns into pod, hey, I want to do a podcast. And almost everyone says, I want to do a bi-weekly podcast. And to not even get into how confusing the word bi-weekly is, if you, if you go to dictionary, not Urban Dictionary, just straight up dictionary, there probably could be a funny Urban Dictionary one where it means nothing. But it means everything, it means nothing and everything. It kind of does. It means either twice a week, uh, twice a month, but then now you run into an issue of, imagine a listener, if they weren't on social media to get reminders with videos that come through to click on the podcast link, say, oh, is it, is it, is there a podcast episode this week? Or is it next week? Is it the second or fourth Tuesday? It, it, it just becomes so weirdly confusing that if you just do weekly all they have to know is maybe the day 
like it comes out on Monday or Wednesday. So that I thought was interesting to hear because who would have thought that you could rattle a listener? Not rattle, but that's not the right word, actually. You would lose listeners because it, just, it would be too much effort to figure out, is there a podcast episode this week? Um, and it starts for me to make sense why people have a newsletter, even if they only have, let's say they have 10 listeners of their podcast. Just If you view your newsletter as going to 10 people, like don't rely on them to be on social media to know when the episode comes out. It's like they just get an email like, hey, episode link. Um, but then uh, there's another thing I was going to say there, but I, I, I kind of spent more time on the, on the, the biweekly part there, but, um, where'd we go from here, Craig? I'm, I'm looking at the time, 17 minutes in, put a time, we put a mental note for 30. Um, I guess we have a little buffer cause we started about three, five minutes in, but, um, where do you think we go with this, the why weekly, you talk about routines for us in learning. I talk about routines for the listener to get in a routine with us. Where where do we go from here? Yeah, I think um, like I kind of have two thoughts uh, as we like continue creating this podcast. One is like the metric will change. Like one interesting thing about what you just said there is like uh, the routine of the listener is related to a metric around like listens or subscribers or whatever. It's around, it's a listener based metric. Whereas like, uh, so f like our first metric is like five episodes, right? It's like, our goal is to like get five out and to like really test this, like see how it's going and then like adjust from there. And so then, so I kind of see like, first metric five episodes then like the weekly cadence really acing that and then like after that um like starting to think about other things we can focus on like quality or guests or like getting a, a user a listener base you know um so it's kind of interesting that how like we had a kind of like different goals in that routine based uh response um so so yeah like in where i see this going is kind of like continually um, working towards a goal related to the podcast, achieving it, making it something that's very achievable, achieving it, and then coming up with the next one. Uh, along the way, I feel like one thing that I really like is that we haven't put a very specific topic on this podcast. You and I both have like a very broad set of interests and um, like in our goals, each of our respective goals for why we want to do this, uh, there's nothing that's like specific to a certain topic or something. So uh, I feel like we can both reach our goals by talking about kind of whatever we want, whatever comes up. And so uh, one thing that I'm going to do after today is kind of have like a running tally of prompts so that whenever we get to an episode, where we don't have like a super obvious thing to talk about, then we can kind of have this backlog of different possible things to talk about. Uh, and maybe we can uh, collaborate on that list and uh, have it be a shared shared note or something so that uh, we can kind of like have a running tally, a feel for like what the options are and, and what we might, might want to do each week. 
That's that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. And also, I would like to point out. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're noticing, Craig, but I I'm messing around with the features on the recording here. I was writing in the chat, and then I realized there was a footnotes option, so I started just writing stuff in the footnotes. That uh, I feel like that would be the role for a producer, like a third person. But anyways, it'll help us if we want to get back to a certain part quickly. You said something about metrics, and you're really challenging me to think differently about things in terms of metrics. Um, but it's helpful because. I think I think the your take on metrics is is heavily influenced by Huberman's that episode you sent of Huberman, right? Like having a metric, and I love it because when I you were able to break through for me about the taking that thing I've heard from other podcast producers about you want to get into the listeners' routine, and you were able to say, well, that that's a metric based on listen, and it's funny, it's it's obvious for you, probably because. It's it's almost obvious, more obvious to to see through when other people are saying something than when ourselves are saying it. But I was like, oh wait, that's totally right. So I'm actually curious to see how that metrics way of thinking will get me to um, consider things differently, but also more. And I mean this in the best way possible to consider things more simply, because if you know if you're not clear on the metric, everything feels complicated. You feel like you have to do everything. But if it's like, hey, listen, our metric right now is let's get to five episodes. Or maybe you can put it more eloquently or, or in a better metric form. But that's my understanding is our metric is get to five episodes. It has nothing to do with listens. It has nothing to do with getting in the listener's routine. I mean, we'll have to talk about things people care about to care about that, right? So... I just wanted to point that out because I'm just trying to make connection between some of the things we talked about before and uh, it's also something I found interesting and intriguing for myself. Yeah. And it, and it like, it's not that podcast uh, has some good language around it. And uh, it's so for the listeners, we probably should have mentioned this earlier, but it's like a toolkit for goal setting. And so, uh, there's a bunch of different tools around how to set a goal and how to achieve it. Uh, but one of these is to have a goal be um, like measurable and have metrics related to the success of the goal. Um, so that kind of ties into what, what we're talking about here. Um, but that also ties into my work um, and like a bunch of stuff I learned in college and stuff. And like engineering is very metric driven. It's just like engineers if you've ever met one you know they're not like wishy-washy people they're like like detail-oriented like achieve this thing and uh that is there's that like that because engineering works well with that structure uh like otherwise engineers would just be building cool stuff that doesn't do anything and so through sometimes work happens right sometimes that happens yeah totally and a lot of times those companies fail uh, <laughs> it makes sense. It's obvious now that you say it, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, from school, uh, podcasts, education, I've just been like practicing doing this metric, uh, like metric oriented uh, goal setting and kind of prioritization of and of my daily life and stuff. So don't feel like I just listened to this one podcast and now I'm I'm really good at it. Like this is a long time coming, but. But yeah, I'm very curious, like, uh, to like now that you say that, like, 
this would be a cool thing to kind of circle back to in a few podcasts and see uh, like if you're using this kind of metric model in your own life and uh, how you feel like it's changed how you do things and if it's improved or if you have feedback for like learnings that that I might be able to learn from too plus the listeners if there are any yeah I I would be curious too I'm actually uh I'm typing away here and I I do realize there might be a lot of clickety clackety on this recording um but our metric now is not um is not avoiding clickety clackety. So, uh, I, I would be curious. It's very right now unnatural for me to to think of that. The metrics. I, I think I might have just missed had a t- not helpful definition for a metric, or maybe only one type of metric, like quantity. Like um, I don't know if quantity is the word, but I feel like maybe it's opening me up to think about metrics as as long as just you're clear on what you define that is the metric so um yeah maybe just clearly defining some people might say parameters but i don't even think that's what it is it's like i don't know and i don't really know if i'm getting anywhere with this thread of thought here so i might pivot us to something that i've been uh thinking about for just our experience on this show. Uh, because when we first chit-chatted about it, because we've actually chit-chatted about a version of this in the past. It feels very different now. We could talk about that off camera or maybe in the, in the future episode. But in the past, it for me, it made sense to, like, I'll be the show, I'll do the show, and then I'll have Craig on. This is the first time where it seems much more, I don't know if natural is the word or organic, but it feels much, I'll use the word organic, feels more organic that maybe it's more of a co-host show. And that for me, I'm actually excited about that, but for a few reasons. One is similar to the Kelsey brothers having an excuse to talk every week. I have an excuse to talk to Craig every week. That's one thing. The second thing is it won't be so goddamn solitary. Right? Like until you build up a listener base, doing a podcast is very a very solitary experience. And even when you do have a listener base, I'm sure it is solitary too. Because I guess the closest thing you can get to not being solitary is doing a live stream for your recordings. But even then, I mean, trying to record, answer, answer comments that are coming in. Um so those are the couple things there. Um, and then I also have one point that I was going to mention way earlier, but it's that this idea of separating church and state um, in with the idea of a way to keep us honest. So you mentioned storytelling is something that when you started your solo podcast, that was like your main goal. Like, I want to get better at storytelling. I just love how like to the point that is too. I think of separating church and state is there's so many production elements. Let's call that state. What's called a storytelling church. And I'm you could pick one or the other, but I like church for storytelling because orators and preachers are very say what you want about religion, but they're very good at telling stories, orating. That's 
what, 80, 90% of the job. So um, I almost feel like as much as, if we could just focus as much as possible on church, even though we're trying to get pulled to state, we're trying to get pulled to me on soft video softwares, you on, you've been good so far, but we, we have the awareness of gear, getting pulled to the gear part of state. I almost feel like if we just take the, uh, I don't know how to describe it, because for me, it's very unnatural to not think about state, the state part of this. But if we just become extremely good storytellers, that's worth its weight in gold compared to the state. Because then theoretically, we just hire people to do the state stuff. Right. Or, or we learn... Yeah, or we learn that like people don't care about the video, so we can just focus on audio. Or you know, like the the production is is like a listener goal, right? It's like like our goals for doing this, like the creative outlet storytelling, those goals are all about us. Like it really, uh, like there's very little difference. Like we could kind of work on those goals by just talking to each other on the phone. Like we could pretend to have a show. And, and achieve a lot for those those uh, those goals without ever publishing anything, without ever pressing record, you know? But the recording is kind of tricks our brains into saying, uh, like, this is a real thing. Like, you're, you're accountable to other people other than yourself. Um, and that kind of goes back to the co-hosting thing. It's like, when we're, when we're working together on it, it's like, you're accountable for someone else on this. Like, this week, not feeling well, like pretty well, heart, like pretty busy at work, you know, like I would probably wouldn't do a podcast this week, you know, I would let it slide lots of other stuff going on, but because you're here, it's like way easier to say, okay, like I like, this has to be part of the schedule. We're going to make it work. Um, so that's like a really nice aspect of, of the co-hosting. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree with a lot of that. It's really challenging me. I think the hardest thing about for me, so when I think about it, I think about it as me trying to operate a business and when I've been trying to get a foothold on my branding being different, there are certain things that I just went against to be different, but I'm slowly, some of those things, I just think they're true. Like what you said, I, I specifically remember recording a video about if you want to do content as a business owner, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to rely on a co-host. Like I remember be feeling very strongly about that and I've become less and less feeling strongly about that because I agree with you. Little under the weather, if let's say we both had to record individual podcasts this week. You're under the weather, busy at work, that's enough reason to be like, I'm not gonna do it this week. Me, I come up with a million reasons. So I'm almost like, for me, I, I feel like I'm going through that we both studied in liberal arts. I'm going through that unlearning process right now. And I kind of love it. I kind of hate it, but I kind of love it too. So maybe there is some love-hate relationship that is uh, going to be good for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like a, like lifting weights. You have to tear the muscle before it can grow back stronger. So maybe there's, there's an aspect of that here, like kind of breaking out of what like our routine, like our normal brain patterns uh, so that we can build up new, stronger ones. It's a good way to put it too. Good way to put it. Uh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the clock up top. 
I guess we're pretty close to our 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 social contract here on roughly a thirty minute episode. Craig, you took it away at the end of the last episode. I think you did a good job at that. I don't really know how to end it today. If you feel confident doing awesome, um, if not, I'll just I'll just uh, go for it. But what do you think uh, potentially be a good way to wrap up today? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take it away, and then uh, if you don't like how it goes, you can do your own ending, and we'll see what the editors you put in the in the final edit. Yeah. Uh, so um, this episode two, maybe episode three, uh, it's all about why we're doing this, why weekly, why co-host, uh, how kind of a uh, how we'll kind of proceed from here to achieve our goals that we laid out in the, in the first podcast. Um, along the way, we got a bit of this and a bit of that, but one kind of overarching theme that it sounds like came up was uh, how, like we're thinking about how we're doing things. We're thinking about how we think. We think we're thinking about um, setting goals, achieving goals, working towards things. We're engaging with uh, different topics in an intellectual manner. And I think that I we could have spent this episode and had like a very clearly written down why are we doing this podcast what is it going to look like or we could have just shown them shown our listeners shown you and i think we did the we did the second here and it wasn't the as polished as it could have been you know well we're getting better at this this is why we're doing this uh, at least partially um so i think this is like a, a great kind of starting point to to work forward from and um work towards those goals that we laid out in the first first episode so uh thank you all to listen for listening and um we'll have a new prompt for you next week <laughs>